All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. everybody welcome to another episode of dropping the gloves thanks for joining us here we got a good one today we got a nice interview with nikita zadorov we just got off the call with him good dude talked about the big trade all the stuff in calgary his early years of playing with me how i mentored him tim very interesting conversation stay tuned for that but first i want to let everybody know about our partners give better a fantastic company tim loves them i love them go to givebetter.com to figure out what they're all about responsible sports gambling you lose big deal 25 percent of all your losses goes to charity it's a fantastic company they have a big app coming out in the next week or so they're trying to work out all the bugs before they release it it's going to be a game changer check them out givebetter.com i also want to tell you guys about puck doku most of you have probably probably already played but we're doing fight week in collaboration with them with hockeyfights.com it's running now every single day there's going to be different puzzles to solve but there's also a fight week which is a bigger bigger square it's four by four there's going to be prizes there's going to be giveaways a lot of hockey fights merch go check that out go to puckdoku.com visit the fight week tab yeah mine i did one it's coming on wednesday very exciting stuff so i'm one of the answers just to make it easier yeah go check them out and here comes the interview. Cheers. Oh, look at he even straightened up, Nikita. That's so funny. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. Tim's here. Nikita Zadorov is here. The big unit himself. How tall are you, Nikita? 6'6"? Six, 6'5"? Six, six, yeah. not, not as tall as you. 6'6". Six, six. No. Not many are. You are a little better offensively. 243 pounds, I think. I'm 250 right now. 250? Yeah. I was, trying to ch- I was trying no, to I chirp been, you a little bit. No, I've been 250 past, uh, yeah, like maybe like five years. Wow. All right. The big guy's joining. You might be the heaviest player in the NHL. No, I, I can name you probably. Well, Alexek is bigger than me, so he, I think he's he's a <laughs> little bit for sure. And then there's a couple guys who's uh, who's got a wrong... Uh, LBCs on the on their stuff too. <laughs> I don't know because I when Chara was playing with me, he was taller, but he only weighed like 240. I was like 270, 265. Dang, 250. That's bigger than I thought. I thought you were around 235. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Nikita. How's it going, my friend? Good. All good. Happy Nikita, to be we were, here. We were reminiscing. We played in Buffalo before you became big and famous. You were first overall pick, first round pick. With the Buffalo Sabres, 
You were the second defenseman taken in that draft, right? After Reese Delainen. Yeah, I mean, well, not well on the team, but it was different D. So Nurse, uh, like before me, you mean? Who was before me? Yeah, what D went before you? No, it was Nurse went sixth, and uh, and then it was Risto, and then it was, uh, I believe it was Morrissey and Ryan Pollock as well. Well, that's a pretty good D class. Yeah, yeah. No, we had a we had a good draft. You know, I mean, McKinnon, Barkov, uh, oh, Seth Jones as well. He was fourth pick. Yeah, so uh, Monahan, Lindholm, Bo Horvath, yeah, Nichushkin. So yeah, it's decent draft. If you were to redraft that, do you think you would go where you were? Were you 16? I was 16, yeah. I mean, uh, there is uh, pretty much everybody in front of me, they playing right now, and they're pretty good players. I think only one is Samuel Moore, and he never played pretty much. He retired. He was a Philly draft pick, right? Philly, Philly 11th, yeah. So that was the only one guy, I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, you know how the drug, draft works. It's not like... Number I don't. Yeah, you don't. But <laughs> I tell you, I tell you how it works. I mean, this uh, teams need specific players, right? Some teams need D, some teams need forward. So it's uh, it's all based on availability as well. And uh, I mean, feel like Buffalo was a good fit fit for us that time for me and Risto. So did you feel like coming in Risto from Finland? You from Russia? Was there any um, hostility there between you two guys? Because he's a big guy too. And no, Risto we has a little bit of a ego well, with him. I, I, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like we 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 were buddies. You were there. You saw it. We were. Yeah. They put us together right away. We started playing together. Um, my first year, I played a little bit. We were play seven games, and then they fired um, Darcy Rigier and the coach, right? Mm-hmm. And then new management came in, and they sent me down, and they sent Risto to AHL. And then next year, we played full year together, pretty much as the deeper. And you were there. I got a nice Risto story when uh, he was like, he was like playing around with you, or he was chirping you or something, and you guys start wrestling. And then he was, and it was everything was in the equipment room. You put him on the floor. You guys start wrestling, and then you were like, put him on the neck lock. And then you start like going after you, and you actually like choke him out. Like remember that when you passed out on the on the on the floor, and you were scared. You you thought you killed a kid for sure, and that was the first round pick. <laughs> you're, you're asking if I remember when I choked out the first round pick in the stick room, and I thought I killed him. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I remember it. <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> what did you think? Did you think I was a psychopath at that point? Because I was still pretty early in the year, but we were we were friends, like you, me, and Reese. Yeah, no, no, you were great to me. No, you were, yeah, one of the guys. You and Chris Stewart. I think there's two guys I was looking into when I was there. No, I enjoyed to with you. It was, yeah, it was. Oh, you you were come happy to the rink every day. You know, like we had a bad teams, obviously. But you were always happy. You were always joking around, bringing good energy. So I enjoyed that for sure. Green what was it? What was it like going to Buffalo? Because, like you said, we were bad. Like we were yeah. really bad. There's a reason we had two first round picks. Was it everything you expected being the being in the NHL? Because you were in London, a pretty successful OHL team. I think you went back and won the OHL championship. Right, went to the Mem Cup and lost. But was it? what you expected the NHL to be like? 
Well, I mean, it's it's hard to expect something because you never seen that. And especially coming from Russia, I only had one year in North America. So it was still something new for me, like new language, new culture. So I feel like yeah. um, it was d definitely old school. If you compare it to what's going on right now in the league, I feel like it's uh, it's different. I mean, I remember like having older guys in the team like Tomas Vanek, like, like you would he would just play two touch and then go play and then score like two goals. And he had like the best, <laughs> best tip guy I ever seen in my life. And his shot is so weird for the half slapper. And then you just like see those things. Now it's like everybody's so professional, young kids coming in that taking care of themselves. Like I feel like when Buffalo was there, it was, it was hard to learn us how, how to be professional back then. Just because of Vanek, are you saying he didn't no, teach you how I to just, be a pro? I mean, I mean, when you come and the team, team, team's not good, you know. Like it's, uh, it's lacking leadership, and it's uh, some guys at the end of their careers, and some guys playing bad. So it's it's kind of hard, you know, as the young guy to look at something, you know, like winning mentality to like get get into yourself. Especially, was there anything you? Is there anything good you took away from Buffalo besides playing with me? Because I obviously am a great role model for most kids. I took you under my wing. We went out. I, I told you how to shop and what to buy and how to dress. Is there anything else you took away from Buffalo? I feel like it was me and uh, Grigo. That's we took you out for dressing. <laughs> you just show us where the mall is. <laughs> uh, no, I mean Buffalo was good. I think organization is really good people like around the league knows like how they take care of the players and it's actually like really good city to play i, I enjoy my time in buffalo and everybody likes like have the, no trades in buffalo no trade club i would never do that because i think that's a great place to play hockey i think the fans are great city is great uh, yeah it's a smaller city it's, a, it's there's not much to do but like if you need something you can just go to Toronto it's all, only like hour 20 drive so I think that's what we've been doing with uh, my family on the any days off there no I enjoyed my time in Buffalo for sure so you're enjoying your time in Buffalo you're you're, you're learning how to be the guy there you know it was you and Risto I think was Erhoff there he might have been traded Mizey we had a pretty good defense, and all of a sudden, 2015 rolls around. Mikel Grigorenko, first-round pick. You, a first-round pick, shipped out to the Colorado Avalanche for Ryan O'Reilly. Did you have any clue you were going to be traded? Because the GM no, at that point was – who was the GM? Was it Tim Murray? Tim Murray, yeah. No, I had, I had no idea. Uh, I mean uh, – because he, at the end of the year, he he named like few players who's were that were untouchable. I think it was me, Folino, and Ristolainen, and, and uh, yeah, he said don't would never trade him. Reinhardt too, as well, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, and then I was on my honeymoon in Maldives. And then it was an <sighs> NHL draft, and then I woke up at six a.m. and I have like. Five missed calls from Patrick Roy and Joe Sakic, and I'm like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> no way. Yeah. So it was it was definitely surprised because I kind of, I mean, felt like that was first round pick, like they drafting you, not by accident. The that yeah. was their plan and everything, and they they want to build a team around you, you and everything. So around me and Risto, and then other first round picks as well. We had so. So you you were in Buffalo for a year. Like you, you uh, played the first well, year for seven games. You played the second year. 
And then yeah. you get dealt to Colorado, who is a little bit better than the Buffalo Sabres. They got a good core up and coming. Like, how do you wrap your head around that? You're, what, a 19-year-old kid, and you're getting traded. What goes through your head on your honeymoon? Can you enjoy the rest of your honeymoon knowing you've been traded? Well, I mean, Buffalo had a, such a nice setup. So first thing I was thinking what I'm going to train because I was planning to fly to Buffalo early in the summer and then just mm. stay there for whole summer and train. And that was the main thing. And like, I, I just, and I had all my stuff, so I never moved. So like we had an apartment, we had to like, it's just a lot of stuff off ice for sure. That's what you knew had when you get it traded, uh, especially that young. And then also like, where are you going to fit in the, in the new team as well? So uh, it was Patrick Rob, he was hard coach. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of thoughts all the time. You know, you've been traded before too, so you know how it goes. Well, I haven't been traded as a 19-year-old kid after my GM said you're untouchable and you yeah. think you're going to be the cornerstone of the franchise. I, it, that's crazy to me that he would even pull that. Did you talk to Murray after that? Did he ever call you and say, hey, this is why we did this? We had a chance to get O'Reilly? Yeah, that's what I think that's what they they thought. They did. I don't think they wanted to get it done, but at the end of the day, they got a great player back. Uh, so I think that, that was uh, Colorado – they they told them what they need for Riley, and then Buffalo just had to do it that time because they want Riley bad. Crazy and they just, stuff. They just drafted Eichel right before that, so literally like thirty minutes before that, they drafted Reichel. So they knew he needs some help, and they got a new coach. Bilesma came in, so I think it was just a lot of like new plans, kind of. And especially, I mean, it's a new GM too, right? Um, D- Darcy Regeer, the guy who was drafting me, and now it's a new GM comes in, so he doesn't really have to protect the old picks, right? So he he's going to build a team wherever he wants. I didn't so, like that Tim Murray. He was, That's uh, just he was, me. He was an interesting guy, yeah. I mean, I'm still playing, so I probably cannot yeah. say much. Uh, but um, maybe one day, yeah, we can, we can grab a beer and talk about that for sure. Any guy who wears sunglasses – after 6 p.m. inside, I'm like, there's something wrong with you. He would always wear sunglasses. Like, I thought th- those were his glasses, but they would change pers- color, right? But yeah. why, why were they sunglasses inside? Maybe it was the lights. I don't know. But yeah, he was a weird cat. He was, uh, I don't think he lasted long in Buffalo. I think he, what, Tim? He was like a couple years there, maybe three. He was there, he was there a couple years, yeah, I think. Really worked out. Really, really put the franchise ahead. He traded his number one overall pick, Nikita Zadorov. Not overall. Come on, buddy. Sixteenth overall. You should have been number one overall. No, You're terrific. Look at you, two hundred fifty no. pounds. You're chiseled. So, did you know <laughs> then, like when you got to Colorado and you're skating with McKinnon and Landis Cog, and they're super young at this time. They're not like not yet the superstars that they are now. Could you tell that these guys were going to be something special and that they were going to be a core that would win a cup? Well, it's funny actually. We were, we had a two two years. I was in Buffalo. We had a worst team in the league, and then I came to Colorado. And my first year, I only played like twenty games, and then Patty sent me to minors. And then <laughs> next year, next year, Patty <laughs> literally quit before like two weeks before training camp. And then they, they hired Jared Bednar, and then we had a worst team in the NHL history. We had like forty six points. So pretty much my first four years in the league, like I did not win a hockey game. <laughs> so that kind of sucked. But, but I mean, playing with – and then next year, that's when Nate came in, like, 
absolutely different mindset, different shape and everything. And he was dominating and since dominating right now. So I feel like my first four years, no, but then my third year in Colorado, that's when we, uh, we knew like we, we have a good group and there's something good will happen for sure. And then you go to Chicago for a cup of coffee for some yeah. reason. What would you think about going to Chicago? Uh, yeah, that was, uh, did not work out either. <laughs> that, was, that was a quick uh, COVID trip. So <laughs> I, was, I was literally there for four months. And then you sign with Calgary. So you go to the Calgary Flames. They are Stanley Cup contenders. They have like everybody you could ask where they're coming off a big playoff run. What did you think going to Calgary? Because that, like, you got Kachuk, you got Gaudreau, you have vets all over the lineup. Your defense was arguably the best in the league. Did you think you were going to get a cup after years of just a kind of inconsistent play? Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like not before the year, you know, like us, the new guys still think like how I'm going to fit in that team and everything. But uh, but when we started rolling and then playing super really well and uh, we had a good coaching, we had good forward. Good, our goalie was unbelievable market that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should have won Vezina for sure. And uh, but uh yeah, I mean, we we, we were steamrolling teams. We uh, we had a pretty tough first round against Dallas. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of like, – both goalies played well, but uh, Ottinger was unreal. So it was it was all him for sure. I feel like we were dominating most of the games, but their goalie was top-notch all the time. Uh, and then second year – oh, second round against uh, Edmonton. Yeah, I came out short. Those two guys killed us pretty much. How do you game plan against them? Because you're you're still in the West. You play those guys all the time. What is on the board when you face McDavid and Dreinsidel? It's it's tough um, because I don't think that's the reason I feel like we lost because we didn't really have a great game plan against them. Um, but like if then because I was looking at the Colorado next round, they played them and they beat them for nothing. Yeah. But the Sutterman has to skate with Connor all the time because he gains speed in the D zone and then are the system they're sweeping left all the time. So the right uh right winger and right D man passing on his forehand and he just yeah. flies at you and he entered the zone all the time from that side. So I feel like your sentiment has to be underneath of him, give him little pushes, get him off stride, whatever you can. But it's it's hard. I mean when like they one of the I mean, I, I think Nathan, the best player in the league. I think Connor lay on two and three for sure. Wow! But so it's hard to it's hard to play against them. Uh, I mean, they 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 there but for for reason. You know what I mean? So um, when those guys play their best hockey, it's uh, like you just gotta do. It. And then we also had a couple injuries. Like I think Taney got hurt. Uh, he he had pretty much no shoulder. He played off half playoffs with no shoulder. Um, then somebody else got hurt. Uh, on the G course, so we kind of, we were kind of short to a defenseman. That didn't help either. So you're finally in a situation where it's it's fun, man. Like you're winning games. Yeah, off no, season I think it was fun. The past three yeah. years in Calgary it was fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, Colorado was fun too. My last three years of in Colorado was fun because we were good. We were coming in, you know. So I mean, um, I'm in. Uh, I've been enjoying. I mean, it's it's great. You know, like winning is so important in our sport. It's like when you lose, you just you don't want to play hockey. You literally don't want to play. Oh, hockey. it sucks. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to go to the rink. It's it's hard. 
you're going into the second year. What was happening after the season? I want to know. Tough loss to Edmonton. Kachuk's a UFA. Goudreau is a UFA. No one knows what's going to happen. Or was Kachuk an RFA? He was on the fence. He wanted to go, apparently. And then they're gone. What's that like? You were a big part of this team. What was going on in the room? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Johnny was... uh, um... He was kind of debating either go play in the States or stay in Canada. So I think that was the main focus for him because yeah. he's American and it's easier like for his family. Um, so, uh, I mean, I was, I was UFA as well, right. Going, going into the off season. So I was kind of wanted to resign. Yeah. I wanted to stay in Calgary. It was my priority, but, uh, um, uh, GM was telling me I got to wait until I sign Johnny because I don't know how much money we have. So like, it, it, it was a tough situation for me as well. And then Chucky mm-hmm. is RFA. He doesn't have a contract either. They don't know what they're going to do with him. So I was more like kind of focused on myself as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Were you talking to other teams at that time and just saying like, hold off, I got to wait to see if Goudreau's going to sign. Cause that's a weird situation for you well, to kind of, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened. Um, the, uh, there's a couple of teams made, made offers. Uh, and then uh, I told them I need a little bit of time and then they signed different players. Um, okay. And then at the end of the day, uh, I uh, decided to just stay with Calgary and then don't, don't chase anything. Only a two year deal. Where's your big seven year deal at? It's coming. Is it? <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> when I'm going to be 35, I will sign something. Because you're going to be a UFA this year. Yeah, <laughs> that's I like exciting. To, I, I like to keep myself accountable. You know, like you don't relax when you when you sign seven people, like stop playing. You know, but when yeah. you sign down two, then you always like on the edge. <laughs> no, it's smart. Know. It's smart. Yeah, you don't no, want any security. No, you do want security. It's not smart. Come on, you're, you're your your longest use. contract is three years. Your first contract isn't that yeah, wild? Your level, yes. <laughs> Is there something wrong with you that I don't know about? Are you a cancer in the locker room? Well, you talk to the, all the guys. Ask them. I don't know. I This is – I hope not. No. Yeah, ask my no, whole team. I, I, know, I will I say that. this. You were one of the best guys I played with. I mean, we only played with together for two years, but this year an absolute gem, which is why I was actually impressed by you because you were still a young kid of what you did in Calgary this year where you just kind of stood up and just took control of the room because there were more vets in that room, but it seemed like you were the one to just step forward and say, you know what, this isn't good. What's happening. We need to be better. We need to be held accountable. Was that tough for a young kid to do when you got Kadri and you got Coleman and you got back um, all these, all these veterans in the room? Well, I mean, they, they still leaders. Like those guys are yeah. leading. I mean, you, you, like you, people don't see what's going on behind the doors right so mm-hmm. obviously there's a couple uh post-game interviews when i was heated and i took it and then i apologized to the fans because i care i mean like i always care like whatever i do on the ice i care for the team i care for my teammates and i want to win and i love calgary that's yeah. why i was even more heated because i wanted to stay there i want to resign their long term and uh like the build a culture there and then try to win something and i knew like we had a great player in the room but we weren't playing like a great player so it was kind of at that time it was just uh, the like somebody had to say it pretty much yeah 
was it was this all just boiling over from Daryl getting fired from the conflict between him and Hoobs and then Kadri coming in and uh, there, there was obviously some issues between Daryl and those guys it, it's it was obvious was that just built up stuff that didn't get resolved listen I personally like Daryl because he made me a better player um but like I said in the summer he wasn't perfect fit for that team so I was like I wasn't pissed to fire him you know what I mean like yeah. I loved like I wish I had Daryl when I was 18 I saw Risto's comment about Torts same thing right mm-hmm. two days ago when you said he wishes he had Torts when he was 18 I said same thing I wish I had Daryl as an 18 year old because like you can learn so much and he can help the D-man or any player I think if you can handle it if you yeah he's hard yes he's uh he's gonna be asking you every day and then uh but he will get all the details. He will make you professional. He'll tell you what to do, the way, how, what, like, there's just so many specific things for yeah. defensemen, how he helped me and then I increased my game, helped my game so much past three years. So I'm going to be thankful for, for him, like, until the rest of my life, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it was a lot going on. I mean, Husk was in the system, so he knew... Uh, what was going on as well, what were the issues between the players, between the coach and the players. So I feel like he came in, he did a good job. I liked him as a coach too. There was a report that came out that you had requested a trade. Uh, was there like a, a final straw that came from that? Were you just ready for a move? What What was the reason there? It's, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to stay there and I did not get offer. And then mm. I feel like you're a UFA, but that, but that, that time, yeah, but everybody else did get offered all mm. over the UFA. So that, that, by that time it was just, uh, I think it was time, time to move in because we knew there's other teams who are super interesting. So teams were kicking the tires. They were calling your agents. Did you get to pick where you went or you just kind of, you woke up and they're like, Oh, you're going to Vancouver. Uh, I woke up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How happy were you? And just I'm happy. No, I'm happy. Yeah, not in the happy way that you're leaving Calgary, but you get to go to a team that is a Stanley Cup contender right now, and you get to play with legit superstars and Pedersen and JT Miller and all these just really dynamic forwards, and then Quinn Hughes. Like it's crazy. And Demko too, right? He's one of the best goal in the world. Yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's exciting. It's been cool uh, past what three weeks here. Uh, been enjoying it a lot, you know, winning, like you said, winning is everything. We've been rolling, been playing good lately. Um, for sure, there's a lot of things to work in, you know, when you get into the team and you see it from outside, but you don't know, like, the system and all that stuff, the coaching. But we have a lot of room to improve, for sure, to be a really good playoff team. So you had, well, your, I think your last year in Colorado, maybe last two years, you played with Makar. Yeah. Now you're playing with Quinn Hughes. Who's better? Tell me right now. They different. I I think Roman Yossi is better. <laughs> yeah, why? I think, think Roman Yossi is the best D-man in the league. That's my opinion. For me, well, tell me is. why. Well, he's he's carrying the the team past ten years. Like he's uh, playing against top forwards. He's leading the rush. Uh, he's playing first power play. He's playing first PK. Uh, 
Um, he does everything. He's the hard work, hardest working guy on the ice. Like I love watching him. Like we're gonna play them tomorrow. I'm gonna be enjoying playing against him. So like I, I do believe he's the best D-man in the world. Yeah. I don't he I, I think defensemen, like for me, it's not only like putting up the points and like be good power play guy. Like like you, there's different things as well. Like for me, leadership is a lot. And for me is uh, defending as well makes like like in the playoffs, you you got to be a good defender if you want to win. When you were growing up, who did you model your game after? Like, who was the guy? Don't ask me that question. Okay, we'll move <laughs> I on. I did not model my game around him, but he was Is my it favorite me? player to watch. It was Eric Carlson. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. No, no. But he's like, <laughs> I was just always enjoying like him. When he was in Ottawa and I was playing in London, I would watch every Senators game just watching him play. I was... Which when he was in Ottawa, it was he was incredible, um, uh, incredible. Yeah. So when you first got to Vancouver a couple of weeks ago, did anything stand out to you in terms of like the locker room, the culture, the organization that was different from the other teams you played for? Well, the organization is different. It's uh, the way they take care of the players. It's it's another level. Uh, I mean, I probably seen something closer to that. It was in Buffalo last time. Um, the food, uh, the staff, doctors, everything, like everything, top-notch, literally. Uh, and uh, I think the coaching, for sure, there is – we have, like, the, during the practice, we have, like, nine coaches, and they're all, like, we have two CDs, we have Gonchar, we have Talk, we have Adam Food. We literally have, like, unbelievable players in the past, and they can always, like – like after some games, they come and they give you like those little tips where it can help you in a game. So they're super, super friendly. And it's like, it's a great environment inside the room because the players and the coaches like connected. They're like, they're like best friends. You know what I mean? But they also like, we're also super respectful to them and we're listening to them. But also like, it's, it's just a great, uh, great chemistry in here between coaches, staff and the players. So I think that's the, for sure what stood in for me. So Vancouver on paper has been very good for the last few years, but it wasn't until this year that it feels like things have really clicked. And I know you've only been there for a few weeks, but do you have any sense of what's different for these guys this year? Well, they got a coach. Yeah, they got a right coach for sure. I mean, I never played for, for Bruce Boudreaux, but I feel like it was a lot of a lot of just the play around things with him. So uh, that's why they were missing that. How important is it? You mentioned having the stuff around. You've been on a lot of teams. You've been on what? Six, is this your sixth or fifth franchise? Come on, like settle down a little bit. Been on a lot, a lot of, te- of teams. Like 32 teams. And then I've only been on five. <laughs> you've been on a lot of teams, Nikita, and you're still a young you've kid. Been, you've been on a lot of teams. <laughs> I wasn't a first round pick. You've been on a lot of teams. Talk to the listeners, because I think this is interesting. How important it is to have just food after the games, before the games, have trainers, have staff to be there. Because Buffalo, Terry Pagula, he came in and just gave us everything we wanted. You want coconut water, it's there. You want a masseuse, it's there. You want this, you want that. How important is that for you, who plays 20 minutes, is trying to be the best player? It gets huge. Yeah, no, food food is uh, for sure. Like, I remember in Colorado, it wasn't great for a couple of years, but then uh, the the leaders, the captains, they they got into the management and they, 
start asking for stuff, everything. I mean, it's just, there's just so much researchers right now where you can just read and listen to people. And then there's so many things where like can help you to stretch your career, you know, like the doctors, the food, the, the water you drink, it's su super important. It helps you recover, it helps you perform. I mean, we're, we're making million dollars. Like, like you got to invest into your investment as an organization. So for sure, like when you treat players, when they don't think about, they don't think about anything, you know, what they need to get a food. You know, I never had a team who serves pregame meal until Vancouver, you know, they have a yeah. bar, they have a chef upstairs and it makes pregame meal. So it makes my wife's life easier. So she doesn't have to cook, <laughs> cook for me before the game with two kids in her hands. So, you know what I mean? So it's just like that stuff just like saves you, makes, makes your life so much easier for sure. You playing with Mizey. You obviously knew him from Buffalo. He's six foot seven. Nine? I don't no, know. No, he's Eight? not nine. He's taller than you. No, he's not. He's not? No. You Ask sure? him. I'm positive. <sighs> Ask him. He's definitely okay. not as big as I am. He's skinny. How is it being? Because you guys are massive. Is it easier in today's game? Because everybody's short, can dangle. The refs call any kind of holding, hooking. Is it would seem to me that you guys wouldn't be a good pair. Well, you got a thing like it, it, the league gets less physical, but there is still physicality into the battles where you use your stick. So all those stick battles, if you like, just think how much ground we cover, like with yeah. the open hands. You know what I mean? So like our yeah. sticks are still long, so we can cover so much ground, and that's I think. That's uh, what the coach has been working with us for sure. Like, make sure it's hard to play against us. I mean, I, I can st I can stay physical. He's not really a physical guy, but he uses his feet. He's a good skater. He also uh, uh, using his stick really well. So I think that's that's what makes it, makes the like people play hard against us. You know? Are you guys cup contenders? Let's. Uh, I've been I've been hearing this talk for too long. You know, like you said. Calgary, we were cup contenders. Colorado, I heard it for three years, we were cup contenders. Let's let's get into the playoffs. Let's get into the first round, and then we we're gonna be we're gonna be playing. So, what do you bring to the what do you bring to the Canucks that they needed? Why why when you hit the trade market, the Canucks who were in first place in the in the Western Conference, why did know, they call you? That's not a question for me. I'm not gonna pump my tires here. You can <laughs> call our GM, our coach. Why they want to meet? So I'm just here to do my job. Tim, he's good. He's smarter than me, John. <laughs> the old, the old Zadorov I knew, he would have just, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. When I first saw him as an 18 year old kid, he was so cocky. He, <laughs> he thought he was so good at everything. It drove me nuts. Remember, uh, remember, it was uh, training camp, and then like few guys got caught. And then there was a couple empty stalls in the main dressing room. And I went to Willie and I asked Willie, like, if he can sit me over there. And he went to Steve Ott and then he told him that and Otter um, <clears throat> taped those two, like, milk baskets, you know, like those, <laughs> the water baskets. Yeah. And then put my name in there and then put it in the middle of the room. That was my stall for a week. <laughs> he was getting a little too big for his britches, Tim. He was like... Ordering the guys, I want to sit in the main room and this and that. It was unbelievable. <laughs> a young kid. You gotta have uh, some confidence, though. He was like very it. confident. 
I like that's for sure. All the guys that have been on on John's team before. Can you tell us a good John Scott story? Someone asked, "What's he, what's he like to play with?" They're off the ice. What do you what do you tell him? Well, my first preseason NHL game, I scored. He gave me apple. And then was that next, in Toronto? And then next shift, he jumped Phil Kessel. Yeah, <laughs> that was insane. Like it was absolutely like I was like, "What is going on here? What am I doing here?" And I look at Grigo, and Grigo is like the biggest. We're, we're not gonna swear, but he's like scare fighting, and and then he looks at me when Clarkson jump on the ice, and he's like, "It's gonna be Team Bravo. It's gonna be <laughs> Team Bravo." <laughs> it's like, "Who am I grabbing? I gotta grab." <laughs> Smallest guy. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I do have a story, actually. So, Mikhail Grigorenko, we, we were best buddies. We're still really good friends. He plays in KHL now. But his first year, his line mates were John Scott and Cody McCormick. So, they were sitting, three of them. I'm looking at him. He's, like, a little bit pain on. <laughs> Obviously, guess why? So, John has a tape. He would tape his wrist before the game. And then he, he he finished taping his wrist and he gave the tape to Grigo. And he was like, hey, Grigo, tape your wrist. You're going to need it today. And he, like, talking about the guy, he would, like, never fight anybody. He was the nicest guy. He, like, hates getting in the fights. He was paranoid. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm going to have to fight today. They're going to get in some shit all the time. <laughs> Talk uh, about the, one of the nicest guys, Mikhail Grigorenko. I will say this, and I've said this for a long time. They ruined his career by rushing him to the show and then putting him on a line with me. Like, Griggs is super talented. Didn't really work hard. Not, not you know, a crazy work ethic, but goodness gracious. To, how to ruin a career is put him with me and Cody McCormick. Zero offensive ability. I, I, uh, I did give you that nice assist, though. I think I yeah, gave it to you. You were in the rush, and you just slap shot. I rush on the left, and then I shot it high. Yeah, yeah. No, oh. that game was crazy. And Toronto had like they had some tough guys too. Like they had Clarkson, they had Jimmy Devane, they had Fanoff. Like all the like all the meets were playing McLaren, right? That's what his name. Yeah. And uh, uh, well, who's the number twenty eight? You would always Cold fight. Nor. Holden Orr, yeah. So he was. They had everybody in the in the lineup that game. And then I think why did it start? Because Corey Trapp got in the fight with Devane, and you thought yeah. you thought he jumped him, but Corey was actually in front of me. He asked him to fight. No, I I told Devane if he was going to fight, he should have fought me because Corey was a foot shorter. Yeah, but Corey was pretty pretty tough too. Pretty tough. He, he was out of yeah. his weight class. So then I yeah. I told Carlisle when they were getting Corey because Corey got hurt. I was yelling at Carlisle, whoever you put out, I'm going to fight. And then you put Phil Kessel. That's actually the best matchup ever because I do, I do know Phil for a little bit, so I can't even imagine what he was thinking. You remember Ron Rolston, too? He was our coach, and Ron was just such a – just a very – almost like a nerd. And I told Ron, I'm like, I'm going to jump on this guy, Ron. And Ron's like, all right. I'm like, what do you want me to do? It was so funny. Were you on the ice? You weren't on the ice. No, I was not on the ice. It was, uh, who, yeah, it was Danny Flynn. I think it was Cody. Was Cody Hudson there too? No, I can't remember who was on the ice. It was uh, a couple AHL guys, I think with me. Yeah. And That's then Golden so Spot, Ryan Murray fought Bernier. Yeah. It was, it was fun game to be first preseason NHL game for me. It is a memorable game. It is. It was cool. It like was one cool. of the most memorable games you can probably be in. But all right. So 
Tim likes to do quick hits, Nikita. He always asks, maybe not do Celebrity Crush, because Zad's is, Zaddy's married. What's your, what do the boys call you in the room, Nikita? Z or Zad's, yeah. yeah. Z, man? Who's got the best nickname on the team? <laughs> Any good know. ones? No, no, nothing crazy. Just the last names, pretty much. Yeah. What's Nils Hoglander's nickname? Hoggy. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah, got a lot of Russians. Kuzmenko, Makiev. Yeah, well, Mikhev is Mickey, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> Mickey. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. What about Pius Sutter? He's a, is he Sutter or Sutter? Like, I always Suter? like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Well, who's calling you? I think that's, uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you. You're getting traded again. I'm <laughs> good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> All right. What would you do if you got traded one more time? I hope I, I never get traded again. So, What is I'm your good. hopes for this offseason? You're going to be a UFA. Stay in Vancouver or go back to Calgary? Because you I, said you love Calgary. I would love to stay in Vancouver. I like Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Rapid fire questions. What was your favorite subject in school? Uh, math. You didn't go to school, Tim. He did not go to school at all. I, I was I was actually really good at school, and I and I I loved school when I was a kid. <laughs> so, like, uh, honestly, honestly, that's what like, someone who says who didn't go to school. I love school. <laughs> you know all this thing. You're smarter than anybody else. That's normal. <laughs> did you Did you get your degree? In high I school? did in Russia, but it doesn't count. Doesn't count at all, Tim. Yeah. If you're good hockey in Russia, they pull you in like grade seven. And all you do yeah, is play hockey. They also, they also can pull you here, same thing, same way. True. In Canada, you know That's I mean? very, very good because I know a lot of Canadian guys who didn't graduate <laughs> high school. My parents didn't no, graduate like, from high school. I played London guys, like, they would never go to school either. Yeah. At all. Did they not? Who, who was on your team in London? Because they always had a powerhouse. Domi, Horvath, Olimata, Harrington, Stollers, Seth Griffith, Anderson. Holy moly. Um, Tierney, yeah, it was uh, it was like I think my first year was like eleven guys who played NHL game. Dakota How did Murray you not was, win the Mem Cup? We uh, Halifax was really good. It was McKinnon, Dren, and uh, Martin Furk. It was the line. Mm. Okay. They were unreal. And uh, Portland was pretty good. They had Seth Jones there. Mm. So we lost to Portland two one in semis that year. Oh, you lost. Who was uh, who's been the favorite D partner of your career so far? Uh, Tyson Berry. Wow. Who's why Tyson the- Berry? Sorry, Tim. I don't know. We played great together. I I enjoyed it. Like he was at the best, like his like best hockey in his career when you played with me. I think he's in Nashville yeah. right now, right? He just yeah, asked for a trade. He's gonna he's gonna chirp me <laughs> because he, when he hears that, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Who's the hardest player in the league to shut down? Uh well, I mean, Edmonton got two of them, so it's hard because they got two good players. Uh, obviously, Nate's really hard to play against. So, but I mean, Miko, like I don't think Miko's far away from Drysaddle either. So, I would say it's either them or them. What did you think of Connor Bedard? Uh, I don't think he had a good game yesterday. So I only play, we only played once. I don't think he had a good game yesterday. So maybe he got two assists. 
Yeah, but he was he was turning puck a lot. I don't, like I think we were over top. He kind of entered that zone and then kicked it out, and then you got one assist on the power play. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's tough. Like the is like he he needs the players to play with. You know what I mean? He's playing so, with an AHL team. Yeah, he needs some help for sure. Okay, two more. Who's the best Russian player in the league right now? Ooh, Tim. That's what he's saying. That's what's going through his head right now. It's me. It's me. No, no, no. I mean, Kucherov is the best. My favorite is Kaprizov. Kirill, the thrill. Do you think Ovi's going to break the record? Uh, I hope he does. No, I didn't ask if you hoped. <laughs> I do not know because <laughs> he can get hot like we've seen before. He's pretty cold right now, but he can get hot, and I, I do hope he breaks it for sure. Has he got the best shot in the league still? Well, one-timer, yeah. yeah. The wrist shot, it's Bedard has a nice – well, Matthews is for sure. Uh, Liney used to. Well, he's kind of hurt in and out yeah. all the time, right? So uh, he had a really good shot too. Who's got the best shot in the Canucks? Uh, is it Petey? Miller, Miller or Pedersen for sure. I mean, best scoring a lot, but his heart is not like – his shot is not hardest. But I would think Besser, like, for his complexity, he shoots super hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. I'm hijacking your yeah. quick hits here. Okay. Uh, last question. We have a lot of young kids that listen to the show. What advice do you give to kids about working out, getting better at hockey? Well, I mean, I like you said, I've been to the five teams. I've been There's been a lot of ups and downs in my career. And I mean, it's probably going to sound pretty standard, but you got to chase your dream no matter what, you know, you got to understand what kind of player you are and then never lose confidence of what kind of player you are. So I think that's the main thing for sure, because to play in this league, yes, there's lots of luck in your life. There's for sure, for me, it's easier to say because I'm 6'6", 250 and I can skate, you know, so it's like I already have those things what can help me to get into this league. But the confidence, it's probably 80% in this league. So if you play with the confidence, if you have a hockey IQ, you can play in this league. Did you ever have to? Because I, I always saw you'd be a power play guy. Because you played the power play a little bit in Buffalo. I think you played it touch and go with Calgary a little bit in the second unit. Do you see yourself as that guy? I mean, I, if they put me up there, I can I can do that. But You got a bomb. It's not. It's not. It's not like I'm pissed if they don't put me up there. It's yeah. not my job. There's so many. There's so many skilled defensemen right now in the league. The young kids coming in, they're mm-hmm. better than me at this thing. So like, I don't really care if that. Like, I know. I know what's my role, and then I'm gonna stick to it. Do you find it's easier to hit now because kids they grow up not hitting? Not that you're an old guy, but you've been in the league now for what seven, eight years. Is it easier to catch guys with hits? It's it's getting harder for me because I feel like people know like they, yeah they look out for you go. and then it's so like based on the system too like in Calgary we, we switched the neutral zone we switched the D zone so I don't really go into the places I used to go when I kill guys yeah you know I, mean? I don't really have those angles anymore because we play in different systems so it's like it depends what team you play in for sure you know like in Colorado I had 
I would have like two, three hits a game, big ones all the time because the system was just perfectly suited for me, for my hits. But now it's more like, like you, you, you're getting smarter. You like, you see the guy coming the head down, just get the stick on puck, you know, like some, sometimes obviously like I would never lay off of the hit for sure. If, if it's up there, I'm going to take it because I think it's super important. Like you can spark your team and change this game. Uh, you can honestly change the game with the, with the big hit for sure. And then, mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh playoff time. I think when that's where you see it most because it's everything is on the line and then it gets, gets the guys going and changing the, uh, ongoing of the team of the game for sure. He's a great interview, Tim. I'll be honest. <laughs> you are anything you want to say, Nikita, for to the fans. You got you got a website or a clothing line you want to push? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, any I good flights lately you want to talk about? The flights from America. Any good airlines? <laughs> <laughs> you, you need some cloud on this channel, eh? <laughs> no, no. I'll let we you can, go, man. You got Nashville to... tomorrow. What's that? Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I was going to say we can start talking politics, but I don't. you might get banned. <laughs> I will get banned. Yeah, you'll get kicked out of the country. I, I know where you're going with that. But anyways, yeah, I'll let you go, Nikita. This was great, man. Thanks for doing yeah. this. You got yeah, – I think Vancouver – I'm not going to jinx you. You're a good team. Keep it up. We're, we're – Ask JT Miller about us. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Awesome yeah. dude. Okay, he's Friend great. Of the show. Yeah, me and, me and him are tripping each other. He started with the game day one on me. <laughs> what does he say on you? What's it a chirp on you? Nah, we're, we're going to keep it inside. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, well, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Good luck tomorrow night in Nashville. We'll, we'll be in touch. Maybe you can come on after you win the cup. Sounds good. Thank you. Or you get traded, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. Nikita right. Zora, thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode.